On this episode of Neuromod Nerds, we take a deep dive into the world of spinal cord injury and how neuromodulation can potentially offer treatment for those affected. Hey everyone, welcome back to Neuromod Nerds. In case you missed the first two episodes of the podcast, we discuss current topics and technologies within the world of neuromodulation. I'm Matt Custodero, and I'm very excited to talk about our topic for today. Now, whether it's for post-stroke rehabilitation, alleviating heart failure symptomology, reducing tremors, etc., neuromodulation wears many hats when it comes to its potential in impacting patient outcomes. However, up until recently, spinal cord injury has been largely underrepresented and frankly underappreciated within the world of neuromodulation. Now I can theorize as to why that is, but with nearly 7 million patients worldwide and approximately 650,000 patients in the U.S. dealing with such a debilitating diagnosis, there are certainly plenty of patients who could benefit from innovations in the space. Traditionally, patients with acute spinal cord injury undergo surgery to remove fluid or bone fragments that may be contributing to said injury, along with steroids such as methoprednisolone. Time is a critical component towards treatment. Once the patient has damage that is surgically and medically irreversible, physical and vocational therapy are utilized to manage the patient's spinal cord injury. However, recent findings and technologies may allow HCPs to shift their focus from managing SCI to actually curing it. Before I dive into the data, let me first contextualize this new information. Spinal cord injury or SCI for short, is classified as any damage to part of the spinal cord or the clauda equina. The result of said damage being permanent changes in sensation, body function, and physical strength. There are two classifications of SCI, complete and incomplete. While incomplete is a loss of some motor and sensory function, complete is deemed a total loss or inability to move or feel anything below the SCI. There are four areas of the spinal cord that can affect distinct areas of the injured individual. Cervical SCI can affect the head and the neck and is regarded as the most severe type of SCI. Thoracic SCI can affect the upper chest, abdomen, and the mid-back. Lumbar SCI involves impairment of the hips and legs. And sacral SCI affects pelvic organs, hips, and the back of the legs. Paralysis, whether complete or incomplete, is separated into two distinct classes based on location. Tetraplegia, or quadriplegia, can be defined as the arms, legs, hands, and pelvic organs, all being affected by the SCI. Paraplegia, on the other hand, is paralysis that impacts the legs, pelvic organs, and trunk as a result of spinal cord injury. Many people think that spinal cord injuries can only happen as a result of traumatic injuries such as car accidents or major falls, but non-traumatic injuries can also occur by way of arthritis, cancer, infection, and disc degeneration. With this in mind, a recent study from medical device manufacturer Onward showed positive results from both its uplift trial and lift home study, with the goal being to effectively treat extremity functional deficits and those with chronic tetraplegia. Before I move on, it's important to note that previous studies have shown how neuromodulation can demonstrate a statistically significant improvement in trunk, leg, and upper extremity motor function. 
It's also important to clarify that there are two unique therapies in question here. Both the ARC-IM and ARC-EX therapies from onward have received breakthrough device designation from the FDA. With expected completion in December 2023, the STEMO study utilizes the ARC-IM therapy, which includes a pulse generator and a lead placed near the spinal cord, and it operates via a smartwatch and tablet to ultimately allow paralyzed patients to walk again with little to no assistance. On the other hand, ARC-EX operates on a different platform, one that includes a non-invasive external stimulator connected wirelessly to a programmer. The Uplift trial enrolled 65 patients, and while full data is not yet published, achieved its primary endpoint of statistically significant and clinically relevant improvement in upper extremity strength and function. The LIFT home study took the positive results from the Uplift trial and evaluated the safety and feasibility of ARC-X therapy when used outside of a healthcare setting. 17 patients from centers all across the United States were assigned therapy sessions in which the device was to be used at home. The results saw 97% of these sessions that were successfully completed without usability issues, and 100% of the subjects reported no adverse events. Both the Uplift trial and Lift Home study demonstrate the safety and efficacy of external stimulation as a means of providing hope to those affected by upper extremity spinal cord injury. Onward is planning on obtaining market approval to launch in the U.S. and Europe in the near future and plan to release full trial data shortly. Thanks again to everyone for listening to this episode of Neuromon Nerds. As you may have noticed, this episode is a slight variation of the content I normally produce. So if you enjoy it, make sure to let me know. My email is in the podcast description. And as always, talk soon and take care.